Our Torah portion this week, Pikudei, begins this way. Ela Pikudei HaMishkan, Mishkan HaIdut, Asher Pukad Al Pimoshe. These are the records of the building of the Mishkan, the tent of witness, which were drawn up at Moshe's bidding. And thus begins our third foray into the details of the Mishkan. This time, looking back at the work of building the Mishkan after it was completed. I love that we have this and what it says about the universality of massive projects, whether it's building the Mishkan or a synagogue or some other massive public project. First, there are the instructions, the blueprints. Then there is the execution. And finally, the accounting and recounting of it all. We got the instructions, the blueprints, a few weeks ago in the Torah portion called Turumah. Then we witnessed the donations of goods and materials and the organizing of the project last week in the parasha called Vayakheh. And now, this week, the work is done. And we have the proud, congratulatory retelling of how it all went. These pikudim, these records, they are the souvenir book of the Mishkan, an accounting and recounting of who did the work, how much silver and gold was contributed, what elements the silver and gold went toward, again, describing all the elements, fabrics, jewels, metals, woods, describing the forms and the artisanry required. It's the catalog of the Mishkan, so that when you, as a pilgrim or a tourist, went to the Mishkan, which you couldn't enter, you could at least go to the souvenir stand and get the pikudim, get the catalog, and marvel over the achievement of it for many dinners to come. <laughs> the new element in this final telling of the making of the Mishkan is that it is now done. There is a sense of completeness. The sound of hammers on precious metals still ringing in the air. The fingertips of weavers and embroiderers still tingling and throbbing. Supervisors standing with clipboards limp at their sides. Even the cooking staff leaning quietly hands on ladles. I picture everyone backing away from their work in surprise in wonder, breathless. It's done. The completed work is all brought to Moshe, or more, more likely, him to it, and he inspects. He looks it all up and down. I imagine him fingering the curtains and running his hands over the cool gold of the cherubim. And he sees, maybe tearfully, that indeed it was all done according to plan. I'd like to just take a moment now, just with that feeling, that rare feeling of something being done and done according to plan. Because we so seldom get to feel that. <laughs> the feeling that the important work has been done and it's been done right. So take a moment right now to take a look at the world of your life and just notice what it is that you have completed. Something you've done to
to your actual satisfaction. That career, or that relationship, or that garden, or that poem, or that special day at the beach, or that perfect omelet that came out so much better than you'd hoped for. Look at whatever it is and let yourself feel some pride, some satisfaction, some wistfulness, whatever it is that you feel. You are Moshe looking at the Mishkan. All done, all done according to plan. Or maybe not according to plan, but improvised in ways that came through you and that worked. What is the blessing that you would offer yourself for having managed whatever that project was? Because it deserves a blessing. The work of your hands was blessed. Moshe knew that too. The completion of the Mishkan was a moment requiring blessing. Torah tells us, Moshe saw all the work and behold, it was done just as God had commanded it. And Moshe blessed them. Moshe blessed them. How, one wonders, the words of blessing are not given in Torah. Maybe Moshe improvised them, and they were so in the moment that people couldn't remember them afterwards. Or maybe the blessing he gave was not only from the heart, but in the heart, and no audible words crossed his lips. But our sages of old, they hated a vacuum in Torah. <laughs> a character without a name, an angel without a function, a blessing without known words. So the rabbis of Midrash, of the Midrash, set about to discover the exact blessing Moshe gave. They reached into the book of Psalms and looked at Psalm 90, a psalm that opens with the caption, Tfilah Moshe Ish Elohim, a prayer of Moshe, man of God, making it an attractive source of what might have been Moshe's lost words. In this psalm, they chose the particularly elegant last verse, a dozen words long, half of which rhyme. It goes like this. Vihi noam Adonai Eloheinu aleinu, umase yadenu konena aleinu, umase yadenu konenehu. May the favor of Adonai our God be upon us. Let the work of our hands prosper. Oh, prosper the work of our hands. And this verse is the blessing that our sages of old said that Moshe gave to the people upon the completion of the Mishkan. This line of Psalm 90 has not been sitting idle since Torah times. It has been in continuous use. In the 9th century Sidur of Amram Gaon and the 10th century Sidur of Saadia Gaon, we see that it was already their custom and the custom of their communities in Egypt and Babylonia to recite this verse in prayer on Saturday night as they entered into the new week. Oh, prosper the work of our hands. Some of our ancestors considered this Vihinoam verse 
to be a source of great protection magic, a prayer through which danger and suffering may be turned aside. There's an old custom of reciting it seven times each night of Hanukkah after lighting the candles. Another old custom is to write it on clean parchment and tuck it behind the door of your house to keep your home safe from accidents. The great 16th century Kabbalist, Rabbi Isaac Luria, who's also called the Ari, said that in a time of general emergency or advancing plague, the Vihi Noam prayer should be prayed seven times every day. And then after praying it, one should read the verses of Exodus that describe the Israelites in Egypt applying lamb's blood to their doorposts to avert the angel of death during that 10th plague. The Ari's practice suggests that reading the story of the protective doorpost magic can have the same effect as actually doing it. We are in a time of general emergency, a time in which we need our hands to be especially skillful. We need our hands to be busy in the work of peacemaking, tending, healing. We need our hands to be writing checks and welcoming refugees and healing wounds and posting information online and writing poetry. We need our hands to be holding other hands around the globe, firmly, keeping each other upright, supported, companioned. And for this work, that it might be completed with holy, flawless result, we might offer Moshe's blessing. May Adonai Eloheinu's favor be upon us and make the work of our hands endure, uphold, prosper the work of our hands. Someday, God willing, they will write the Pikudin on this time, the annals, the catalog, the souvenir book. It will include how things were and how they became, who gave what and who embroidered and how the work was done. What will history say? We don't know, but may it be said that the work that Adonai commanded was done, that it was completed exactly to plan, that we all stepped away and looked with wonder at what we had wrought. May it be said that in our time, the hands of peacemakers were blessed the hands of peacemakers, healers, earth defenders, artists, handy people, loving doers of every sort. May it be written that the work of their hands, the work of our hands, prospered. Oh, hey.
Say a day. 